0: hello everybody this episode of the podcast and every episode of the podcast is brought to you by all of the kind individuals who donate to the show on a monthly basis using our patreon page if you would like to be one of these kind individuals please visit our patreon page at patreon.com slash froggy style that's frog the letter e underscore style you can donate as little as one dollar per month or as much as fifty dollars per month if you do donate the minimum amount which is one dollar per month which is only twelve dollars per year you gain access to a bunch of bonus audio content Uh, bonus audio content includes stuff like the tales from the tabletop live sessions which is just recordings of me and my friends playing D and D. So if that's your thing, check it out. You also gain access to the Big Think bonus series, which is a bonus series that gets released. Uh, it's just me and a guest. Each episode is about twenty to thirty minutes long, and we just discuss kind of a um, specific moral problem or thought exercise. So yeah, if that sounds like your thing, again, only $1 per month. And you also gain access, early access, to a bunch of different interviews for that $1 a month. So check it out if that's something you seem interested in. Uh, we, Like I said, we are entirely funded by donations, and I greatly appreciate everybody who has decided to donate to the show already. Thank you very much, and thank you just for listening. It means a lot to me. If you are fans of the show, consider signing up for our email list. The email list keeps you up to date with everything that's happening on the podcast, and it also automatically enters your name into any draws that we do for cool prizes. Prizes typically include T-shirts, CDs, stickers, pins, other fun things like that. So if you sign up for the email list, you will automatically be entered into all draws that take place on the podcast. As well, you also gain access to some exclusive content that nobody else really has access to. While it's really easy to sign up for the email list, you just go to fsproductions.ca. It's the very first thing that you're going to see when you do visit the website. You just enter your email into that little bar, hit sign up, and bam, you're signed up. It takes less than a minute, I'm pretty sure. While you are at fsproductions.ca, I recommend that you check out the website. There's lots of cool uh, articles and blog posts and stuff like that. And that's where all the podcasts get posted. Um, Also, check out my other podcast called Groove Talk. If you like music and kind of seen the -the behind-the-scenes process of how music is made, then it's definitely the podcast for you. Groove Talk. Check it out fsproductions.ca, lots of cool things there, check it out. On this episode of This Is Your Brain on Podcasts, I am joined by my good friends Brandon Nadau and Ben Wozak, both have extremely hard last names to kind of pronounce, Um, so I'm sorry if I screwed that up. Both Ben and Brandon have been on the show before. They have been on the show separately, and we thought it would be a fun idea to all do a podcast together. And it was. It was a really good podcast. We had a really cool conversation. I think conversations like the one we had are important to have and are also important for people to hear. Um, The conversation was very candid. It was very real and um, I think it's just important that people hear it. Um, we talk about things like anxiety issues and depression, and also taking owner ownership over your own self-improvement. And I think there's just a lot of relatable stories in this podcast. So if you yourself are battling with anxiety or maybe depression or a fear of death or something like that, you may find some interesting stories, relatable stories in this podcast. Because the the thing is, is that everybody battles with these issues, I think. At least 97, sorry, 90% of the population, 97 is very specific. But I think most of the people and most of the most interesting people that I've met battle with some sort of anxiety issue. Or maybe they do battle with depression. I think it's more common than we think it is. And I think that it's very important that we be candid about our experiences with depression and anxiety, just so that people out there who are dealing with the same thing that you are, if they hear that you're dealing with it and you're upfront and you're honest about that, that could help them out immensely because a lot of people, I think, sit there and they're like, oh, I'm the only one who's ever felt this way or something like that. And that's not true. Honestly, if, if you are probably feeling that way, there's guaranteed that there is somebody else out there who feels the exact way you do. I think we all battle with depression and anxiety and it's just really important to help each other out and be as kind As you can to other people because life is hard and people are just barely holding on with all the stimulus. You know, you go to your job, you have to worry about groceries, bills, a family if you have it. So people, uh, people's attention is just being dragged uh, in every which way. And it's hard to be a human. So just be as kind and understanding and forgiving As you can. And that's not saying that you have to be that way all the time. Because everybody... Nobody can be that way all the time. Everybody's going to have those days where they just can't be that. But I think people should work towards understanding people and just treating people the way that they would like to be treated. One of the main tenets, I guess, of this show is that everybody experiences life differently and that experience in itself has value so I think we need to share with each other and talk with each other and just bring each other up and that's how we go about making this world slightly better anyways I had lots of fun talking with Ben and Brandon and I hope you enjoy this episode thank you so much for listening and have a great day time together yeah that's right yes this is gonna be fun we're We're doing it sweet cool
1: (laughs) 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 what do i do
2: (laughs) so podcast over (laughs) well we broke the ice
3: before the podcast yeah i should have started recording <laughs> like, like
0: smooth into yeah because now it's like pressure yeah and it. usually <laughs> honestly what i do is i just like hit record while we're like doing yeah. like somebody's come in and we're like talking and shit yeah. I find that to be the easiest but yeah. like when we did yeah. it with you you were like well yeah. have we started yet I was like dude we've been recording for like an hour <laughs> yeah, I was like wait do we start and I realized
1: halfway through and then I like changed
2: my tone of voice and I'm like oh this is being recorded
1: <laughs> oh uh yes actually Cody that's a great question thank you for asking
0: <laughs> I remember you like okay I have to go to the bathroom and then we can get started and I was like yeah. Uh, <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Get started.
1: Yeah.
0: That's why I announced it early. Yeah. 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 Cool. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anything interesting happening in your guys' lives? Uh, Well, I started reading The Free Will by Sam Harris.
3: Mm-hmm. You talked about it a bit on one of your other podcasts. Did I? Uh, I think with Brendan... Oh, yes, we did talk about free will yeah, yeah. I've, I've listened to Sam Harris talk about free will before, uh, and I kind of like I, I like struggle with it a little bit, yeah because I, I, and I, I definitely understand it a lot more after reading the book it's really short it's like sixty pages, super easy you can like burn through it in a day, yeah, very easily but um the, like Sam Harris is so articulate, but I feel like he's almost too articulate sometimes, yeah. so I had like a really hard time. Uh, understanding him explaining it because he uses these, like, pretty wild examples. Um, but, so, yeah, I guess the general premise is, like, the, the the things that you do, the things that you think, and the way that you act are a, like, result of... Um, basically like brain function that is basically being coded being encoded by your past experiences and yeah. and your genetics. And your genetics, yeah. yeah. Which is like passed down from your parents and your parents' experiences and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which um which I, uh, I I totally get, but I, I feel like he's like like that's all it is and I don't know if that's entirely the case. But again, like I'm still kind of trying to wrap my head around it. Um because I don't see how that uh, and the example he brings up in the book, the, the first, like, page, he brings up, like, like, the most ridiculous, like, extreme example of these, like, two guys that, like, broke into this house and, like, knocked out the father and, like, raped the daughter and the mother and then, like, killed them afterwards and stuff like that. And then you're saying the one guy who, like, like, raped the, or did the raping or whatever, like, didn't, like, they didn't intentionally do that. I think they were just trying to, like, steal some stuff from them or whatever. Um, but... So he was like shocked himself at his own actions, and then he, like, uh, later explained that the guy had been like molested throughout his childhood and stuff like that. And it was just like, um, so because of that, he acted in that way. And, like, it, with like obviously, like, looking at that, he'd be like, that's reprehensible, and you can't, like, he should, you know, be in prison for his life and that kind of stuff. And of course, he should, but he went on to explain that, like, um, like it sort of wasn't the guy's like it was his fault but it, like I don't like he didn't have any control over it yeah. but like our, the way our morals work is as if he did have control over it um, but so it, that's an extreme example of of whatever being bound by free will Yeah. but I mean I've also read so much about uh, you know neuroplasticity and like changing the way your brain where you can think and stuff like that and I have another book on the whole subject here as well like, called Rewire. Yeah. And I just... I, I'm not sure how you reconcile the two ideas, you know? Yeah. Other than, like, things are, like, mostly attributed to, you know, your your DNA, your genetics, the, w- the way you think and that kind of stuff. Um, but it's not like it's unchangeable.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing, is I think when a lot of people... Or at least when you say free will and stuff, where you say that, hey, I don't think that we actually have free will they take that as that you know you are going to be a like victim to fate yeah. so your entire the course of your life is completely planned out and you can do nothing to change that or whatever and i don't think that's the case yeah. it's like i just think what it means by saying that you don't have free will is that you are going to act in that moment exactly how you're going to act in that moment based on your genetics, your past experiences. Yeah. And like, that's just how you are. And it doesn't mean that you can't change how you're going to act in that yeah. next moment, but because of that current moment and deciding that you would like to change. Yeah. That is a past experience that is going to affect your future experiences and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, um, I think an example that Sam Harris gives exa- actually is, um, like, uh, psychopaths. Yeah. Like, psychopaths, that's, like, some sort of genetic thing, or there's some sort of brain thing. They, they lack empathy. But if there was some sort of pill that a psychopath could take that would make them not a psychopath, is the psychopath responsible for his past actions? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Which is, I mean, I would say no.
3: Like, Like, yes, to a degree, but, like, no... I don't know, yeah, it's really hard to, like... Yes. I mean, they weren't really in control as much in the sense that they're not necessarily as much aware of the fact that they don't really um, experience empathy or are able to, like, process empathy. Yeah. Actually, uh, just relating to that, a little bit off topic, but um, I was listening to this radio story about this neuroscience researcher, and they were doing research on psychopathy and uh just for fun like the researchers had thrown their own names or whatever their own like things into the test and the the one researcher found out that uh like his name actually came up positive and he discovered that he was a psychopath through this study this guy was in his like 50s um and he was talking about how he's like well damn like that's kind of crazy and then for like two months after that he didn't tell his wife, he didn't tell his kids, he didn't tell anyone. He was like, in any situation, in any like interaction, he would ask himself like, okay, like what would a nice guy do? And he would like do that. And then after like a few months, his wife was like, like, why are you being so nice? Like, this is, this is like unfounded. <laughs> and then he told her it was up and it's funny. So it's like, be, because he was aware of it, he was able to kind of consciously like try to counteract it. But I guess there's actually like a part in the brain that like processes empathy that's kind of shut off. Mm. And that's why psychopaths tend to seem like really smart
2: yeah,
3: and also charming. But yeah, they come off across a lot smarter because I guess they're like, instead of using that brain power to
0: process empathy, they're using it to like, yeah, for like other brain function. I yeah. guess. And that's yeah. also why they come off charming. Cause they like literally do not give a fuck about what you think. About yeah. Them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh... Interesting topic. Hmm. Like it's, yeah, I don't know. I've also come to, I don't know. It's hard to say whether free will actually exists or not. And like, if it doesn't, then like, what is that little thing in your head that is constantly examining all of your actions? You know what I mean? Have you ever done something that you know you shouldn't be doing? And as you're doing it, you're telling yourself like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you doing this? It's like, Well, that's the determinism factor that he's talking about. Yeah, Um, You're doing the thing, you're operating, you know, subconsciously, I guess. Um, But you're like conscious of your subconscious actions. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
3: So I I think think maybe that's what it is where like you have subconsciously driven actions. Mm. That's your determinism. And then you have your like conscious ability to like be like, whoa, hold up a minute, like I shouldn't be acting like this in this situation, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that is a tough thing to do. I mean, like, th- through the relationship that I'm in now, you know, I- I've, I've I've made a lot of progress with, with myself, um, but, like, the relationship that I'm in has also, like, opened up a whole other, like, can of worms, like, an emotional can of worms, or, like, things that I had, like, repressed or that I, like, don't deal with properly until, yeah. like, I'm now, like, forced to be vulnerable. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, like, um, that's the thing that happens. Like, I've actually also recently just started experiencing shit like that, where I'm being, like, vulnerable and, uh, feeling feelings that I've never felt before, yeah, and it's yeah. weird and scary. Yeah, and, you're, and like, like, you're like, how do I process? This is, yeah. like, completely
3: new territory. So it's, like, a whole different, like, struggle to kind of, like, Yeah. Jump around and, like, navigate
0: these things. Yeah, like, there was, like, one night where I was just, like, this is fucked. Like, I don't know what to do, and I just started drinking. (laughs) 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 And I got kind of drunk, and I was like, that's a little better, but I can't do this. Like, (laughs) I understand that this is not the course of action. This is how you become an alcoholic. Like, like,
1: (laughs) Yeah, no good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with the whole, like, free will versus determinism thing, like, I just constantly had to consciously sorry i had to just like almost ignore it because like i've i've watched some of sam harris's stuff and like i can't i feel like if i live my life in a way where i believe determinism to be true it would just kind of like shatter me and my progress you know it's yeah. a more nuanced like cody was saying it's not and you're kind of pointed the fact that it's not uh just, like, so black and white. It's yeah. nuanced, right? Yeah. It's, like, the subconscious and the conscience part. But, like, I just kind of am ignoring it because, like, I can't... If I think to myself and I believe that, like, nothing I do matters, then I'm not going to be going out of my way to, like, improve myself or try to be nicer to people yeah. or, to like, you know, do th- different things in my life that I want to do. So, personally, I've just kind of been, like, shied away from it because I'm, like, I need to believe free will is mm-hmm. what I have because mm-hmm. if I don't, then that'll just, like, get me in this... Base where I'm like, what's the fucking point, you yeah. know? If like if I can't choose anything for myself, why do I even try? So just personally, like, I've come to the conclusion that I need to just be a free will believer yeah. and like think that I can change the way I think and act and what I do and say matters and can be changed. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And like even I think the thing is, is even if free will didn't exist, that still is true. Do you know what I mean? For sure. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, that the, the way that you need to be able to think that you can because you can like what you do do and what you do say is completely and what you do think is going to completely change the way that you act and those are the things that are like the building and like the more you do it the more it's just going to become ingrained and the more that that's just going to become normal and then that's like how you just start loop. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. It's all about like repetition in your brain. It's like building habits that are good basically. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to fucking do because everybody has bad, terrible habits and they're all, lots of people have social anxiety or self deprecating or like whatever. But that like affects you super hard. And it's just like, well, it affects the way you view yourself. It affects the way you view the
3: world. It like, it really like your thoughts do really in a way like, like shape uh, yeah like how you see the world and stuff and how you present yourself and like mm-hmm. the hardest thing about it is that it really has to be a conscious
2: mm-hmm.
3: like you have to be like stop yourself in the moment and be like okay hold on like whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like I'm, I'm being fucking retarded here let's just take a step back and
0: like yeah breathing like i don't need to think this way you know and like that's not saying that you're never going to think that way ever again either like it's always going to pop up and you're always going to do actions that you don't want to be doing or that you feel like maybe are aggressive or something but as long as you like identify what is happening like you are aware it's like oh i'm i feel this way because of this that's going to change everything you know what i mean and then you're like oh okay this is like a direct result of this and like yeah it's like it's basically mindfulness you know that's what mindfulness is is just being aware of your the thoughts that come across your head and like the emotions that come up because of those thoughts and stuff like that
3: yeah um one thing i'm really like trying to hammer in my brain is that like like i'm not really like completely responsible like for for um my, my past and my upbringing and stuff like that but I am responsible for how I um sorry I'm not responsible for, for the circumstances of my life but I am responsible for how I um deal with it mm-hmm. you know yeah so, like, totally yeah you really have to like like be mindful of that it's just so easy to like blame like you know like a lazy upbringing like no discipline and like putting me where I am today and just being like fuck it like whatever yeah it's not my fault yeah Yeah, exactly I was born into it or whatever yeah Yeah. but it just means you know you have to like steer yourself in the right direction and like doing things like that for yourself too like I I just think it's like really good for you in the long run too you know because you had to like fight harder to get where some people just are naturally and then that, that like adds to other aspects of your character that I think like you know, yeah. make you a more interesting person, yeah. so to speak. Definitely.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's yeah, almost like a rite of passage in your, like, mid-twenties where you kind of discover this. Like, yeah, for sure. I've been going through this a lot where, like, um, I've, I've, you know, I still hold resentment and did hold a lot of resentment towards my parents because, like, you know, when I was growing up, I was, like, fat by the time I was 11. And, like, yeah, you don't know anything about yeah. nutrition. They're yeah. just feeding you what they're feeding you. Yeah. And even they don't maybe know. But, like, for a long time, I, like what you said, I was like blaming my mom and dad and I'm like, well, it's their fault that I'm overweight. And uh, instead of taking ownership and be like, you know, yes, I was, you know, maybe had a bad start to having good fitness because of the way I was raised and brought up, but that's not an excuse to stay that way. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And like, you have to really just take, I think with anything, I'm realizing you just really have to take like full ownership, even if it's not necessarily your fault. And that will like set you free or, yeah, <laughs> or, sure. or, yeah. or
3: whatever, you know? And one thing about getting fit too is like, especially going to the gym, is a lot of the times it's like you're borderline torturing yourself, really. Like it's really yeah. hard to enjoy. <laughs> like the people that enjoy the gym are like a very rare breed of person. Um, and also, I think, uh, you know, part of it is, like, an ego thing or whatever, but, like, if you start to enjoy the way you look, then, like, you know, may use that as fuel if that's something you don't really care about. But, like, it's always been a harder thing for me to, like, I, I, most of the time I don't give a fuck about, like, the way I look or the way I present myself or, like... <laughs>
0: Whatever. But the thing is, is like everybody likes to look good. Like, yeah. No it's way, true. Like, yeah. yeah do looking good. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. No matter who you are, like once you start looking good and you start like noticing, yeah, you're, you're just yeah. like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and like everybody feels good looking good. Yeah. And like that may not be your main motivation. Your main motivation might just be to be healthy. And that's cool. But like once you start to see the way that you do look and you start getting attention from other people yeah. as well, because yeah. like, let's face it, Like, no matter what, like, looks are important to people. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's, there's, I don't know what the word is. I heard it a while back and it's, I can't think of it, but like, there is a, just a thing that people just naturally like want to be around and associate and like mate with attractive people. Like, it's just a built in biological thing, right? It's not like.
3: That's why like all
0: our celebrities are like the most attractive people and stuff. Um, but it's like, it's, you're, it's almost like a type of signaling that's going on. Do you know what I mean? Like when you are fit like that, it's, you're signaling health, you're signaling, um, good genes and stuff like that. And that's why people become attracted to that and stuff like that. And it's, it's definitely an evolutionary thing, but that's not saying like, there also are people who are into, Bigger people, like, it's also just what like, no matter what, there's going to be somebody out there who complete, as long as you own what you fucking got, yeah. and you have confidence, yeah. then people are going to be attracted to you. Actually, confidence does go a very long way. Yeah. like
1: That's why I've been alone for so long.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I, I struggle with it, too. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. a very uncharismatic person yeah, most here. of the I'll time. Oh stop at you. <laughs> like, like, I just, like... You know, it, the most, like, simple shit sometimes they'll just, like... Yeah. Or it's just, like, a, hey, how you doing? Like, oh, good. Or, like, uh when you go to, say, say like, good and great at the same time and it comes out like Goot, <laughs> like, <stupid laughs> shit like that, I'm just, like, fuck.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Dude, I'm, like... I've struggled with confidence most of my life, honestly. And, like, I still struggle with confidence and, like, social anxiety. And, like, I had really bad acne for the most part of my life and like I still experience it every so often but like that really super affected my confidence yeah and honestly that's the main thing that held me back with girls is thinking that I wasn't worth their time like me actually thinking that yeah as soon as I became to like could accept myself and like it doesn't fucking matter like people are attracted to that confidence and I still like don't have Tons of confidence, but I'm better.
3: Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing. Like, you like fear holds you back so much. Yeah. And like, but it, like, you know, it, like it was so integral to like hundreds of thousands of years of our evolution. You know, it saved us from getting eaten, and like, you know, kept us alive. And now, you know, we don't have these kind of threats and stuff. But we have all this other like societal pressures. And so it's just kind of, like, warped into um, fucking with that fear mechanism in our our brains. And it just kind of goes haywire, you know? And then, like, I don't know, yeah. And it just, like, fearing things will... Like, fearing the outcome of something is, like, more likely to create that outcome. Especially when it comes to, like, social situations, you know? Like, fear of being awkward (laughs) is going to make you awkward, you know? (laughs) Like or so for me too again back to like uh my relationship because it, it it's having a a relationship like this this long and like like a more serious relationship um I, sometimes i'm just like afraid of saying something stupid or whatever like afraid of like um i don't know like ruining situation or something like that by like doing the wrong thing and then i'll end up like i don't know like making it worse Like, I create my own problems with with my own anxiety.
0: is 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 yeah. 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 But, I don't know. Fucking anxiety is, like, it's one hell of a fucking thing. (laughs) It is. And, like, honestly, I never understood what people meant by, like, panic attacks and shit like that. But a couple of weeks ago, I, Mm -hmm. like... Was the closest that I've ever been to a panic attack. Like, it was a physical. Like, I'm like, I'm nauseous right now. Like, my heart is beating yeah, faster. Yeah. Like, my breathing has gotten heavier. I'm like, what the fuck is happening to me right now? And it was because of this, like, new relationship that I'm in. And I was like, I really don't want to fuck this up yeah. because I really like they're this all, girl and yeah, shit. All new, and it's new experiences. like. And I was like, really fucking psyching myself out. And like. Anxiety is a fucking bitch. <laughs> that, that's all I have to say. Like, it's it's hard to get over it's that you never are through with it like the battle is never done with anxiety you never just get over it yeah but you can get better at it yeah for sure yeah and
3: that's one thing i really admire about you brandon because you you know you're you're so open about your struggle with it and i feel like that's helpful in a way because you get a lot of support
1: yeah totally um I kind of just stopped being like ashamed of posting about it, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I don't I don't know if it's for some noble reason, probably not, but like at at a certain point like I sometimes I just don't know what to do. So I'm like I need to get this out somehow yeah. and like, you know, reach out. Um yeah, like lately I've been like super struggling with just the th- like my mortality and stuff like that. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about it and it's been giving me like severe anxiety to the point where it's like psychosomatic you know like my body will get warm uh, i'll get a whole bunch of nervous energy and i like it wakes me up in the middle of the night like it's severe and uh like i must it's so it's ingrained so deep i must be like dreaming or thinking about it while i sleep because i've woken up multiple times in the middle of the night and i'll get up or jump out of bed even and i'll be thinking about it as soon as i wake up and uh it's atrocious man like i it, like affects your sleep. Like I'm not sleeping as much as I should because I can't fall asleep or I yeah. wake up in the middle of the yeah. night. And then it's just like yeah, a compounding that's, problem. Like, the problem yeah, you know, totally. The and
3: stuff. Did, do you know like when it started?
1: I can remember like the exact place I was the first time I had a thought, the a thought about it. And it yeah. bothered me so much. I was living like, in, um, Okotoks at the yeah. time I was living with this, the sweet house actually had an indoor pool. It was the yeah. best. I don't cool. know why I moved out. <laughs> but uh, I was doing homework. So this is, you know this is a very long time ago because yeah. I've been out of school for a very long yeah. time. I was doing homework laying on the floor, just like writing something out. And then I don't know what, how it entered my mind or why it was so severe, but I just remember thinking like, hey, you're going to die one day. You can't ever solve it. It's like a problem in my head and I can't ever fix it. So it's like it really bothersome, right? And then I just think about like, just non-existence, the loss of your consciousness and um, just imagine my, my body disintegrating, you know, over time. Or And yeah, I got so like I get anxious, I guess, for lack of better words and like frustrated that I was, I was just like punching the floor and I was like, no, no, no. Like why? And I, oh, yeah, I've called Josh, my brother, Josh, like yeah. so many times. He's stopped answering me. I don't know. <laughs> he's so tired of it. But, uh, like, he's my go-to, and I'm sure he can tell you that it's been an ongoing issue for quite some time. It's usually occasional, but the last couple weeks, it's been, like, constant. It's all I can think about, and, yeah, it's becoming a real problem.
3: Yeah, I feel like um, it might be a problem for more people if it wasn't for, like, religion and stuff, but, like...
0: Yeah, also alcohol weed yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah just,
3: just, just like just not thinking about it actually yeah. is the biggest thing is most people just don't think about it kind of act like we live forever or like we're going to live forever or like just you, you go your whole life not thinking about it yeah um i don't know i so i i've been like kind of like uh just like i am I've stepping back from social media it, it it's a problem for me. It's just a time waster. Mm-hmm. And I keep like once in a while like I'll I'll deactivate my Facebook and it I'll be good for a few months and then I'll be like, okay, it's good enough time to go on. Uh but now I like I uh I, I have it activated still. I just don't have it on my phone or anything. I got rid of Instagram and all like and uh, Snapchat and all that. Just to kinda like mitigate that, but um yeah, I, I logged in the other day to like check something for um like an event and then I, that's when I saw your post and I was oh like, yeah yeah but like and that's the thing too because like you're so open about it and a lot of people I think like experience some of that maybe not necessarily any death but just uh, experience a lot of levels of anxiety yeah they're just not open about it you know yeah so um because because yeah like by the time I saw it it was like tons and tons of comments and tons of people being like
0: like I'm here, you can call or whatever. Like we're like, you know, I'm trying to give advice and stuff. And-, and like the thing about giving advice for that kind of shit is you can't.
3: Yeah, exactly. Like
0: it, like you can only say like what worked for you. Yeah. Like, and that's what I, like, I, that's what I did is I put it's like that was what worked for me, and this is the thought processes that got me out of that. But that's not necessarily going to work for you. Like, it may give you some insight, and it may like lead you in the right direction or something like that. But it's not like nobody can have, like that's the most terrible part about it is like nobody can help the person who has experienced anxiety except for that person. Like they can be there for that person and they can maybe offer up suggestions or advice, but ultimately it comes down to the person and it's kind of a difficult realization to come to. Yeah. It's,
1: yeah.
3: It's very sub- subjective. Mm-hmm. I, I think you just got to find a way to cope with it somehow or come to terms with it.
1: I think, um, like part of the puzzle is psychedelics, not to always bring this up every yeah. time I come to your house, Cody, but I have really been like reading a lot about it. And, uh, obviously I don't do drugs. I would never do that. If the, if the, gov- the, gov- the government is listening, this is just purely a fiction story, but uh, I've st- I started to do them alone. Um, and yeah, if you guys don't mind, I have would- pretty cool story about yeah, dude, uh, like so in july i did them by myself and before that i was feeling like did what sorry oh i just mushrooms by myself okay, just little at little home little, yeah. um just in my room in the dark and like no music heroic dose just I, no it was, <laughs> it was only three grams not oh, okay. five i was man i'm still in my baby phases yeah, of psychedelics yeah. <laughs> you gotta take it easy you know easy into <laughs> do it yeah. i've only you know done them a couple times like six or seven times now but yeah, a lot of this year I've been feeling very very depressed and like suicidal at times and uh I don't know how this really came about but in the um in July on my mushroom trip I had this weird visual manifestation my mind kind of this sounds crazy as is all things you try to explain about your trips but I'll try to visualize it for people so it kind of makes sense so my mind kind of manifests itself as a pirate ship if you can imagine a pirate ship like that was my mind somehow i knew it was my mind and there was a bunch of different crates on the pirate ship and each crate was kind of labeled with a different group of thoughts and one of the crates had suicidal thoughts on it and uh, whatever force just launched this crate in the air the suicidal thoughts crate in the air and then these weird gremlin goblinly things shot a cannonball off the pirate ship and like hit the crate and it just exploded into fireworks and like everybody was cheering (laughs) and like the next day i'm like i didn't want to die anymore like (laughs) (laughs) like it sounds so crazy but but, like no matter how like quote unquote real it is i've been way happier since i don't want to fucking kill myself anymore which is probably good for people that love me and like i don't know just feeling a lot better and uh now this, like, death anxiety stuff has been on my mind a lot, so... Yeah. yeah. I, uh...
3: So you, like, kind of helped one problem, and you still have the other one to deal with. So yeah, you're, totally. You're saying you're having, like, conflicting things where, like, you having suicidal thoughts, but at the same time you're, like, afraid of death. But, I mean, if you've at least nullified the the suicidal aspects, then you can now, like, focus on tackling the other one. And yeah. I think it's an interesting thing that, like... Because uh, it, it's kind of... Like, your brain was, like, using the pirate ship as a metaphor or whatever. And, like, you had yeah. to visualize, like, here's a compartment of, like, you know, this, like... Your suicidal thoughts. And uh, your, your, like, thoughts are grouped into things. And, it, like, it's almost like it was kind of showing you that, like... um, Yeah, like, you can you can take the crate and fucking
2: and
1: yeah so I, a couple days ago i did mushrooms again um with kind of this problem on my in mind and like it hasn't gone away but you know it's getting better I, it used to be like a constant thing in my mind i'd be just anxious all day and now I've been able to tell myself, like, hey, uh, you're going to disintegrate. Everyone you know will die. You're going to lose your consciousness. It's an eternal slumber. It sounds terrible and, like, not freak out. So it's getting better, but it's still, it's still there. It's still a problem I need to deal with yeah. and come to terms with, but uh, like, I don't know.
0: One of the things that I found helped with, like, a, that problem in specific was doing psychedelics, honestly, and it was one specific psychedelic trip that I had where I was like it was almost I almost experienced something worse than death in my opinion what I experienced was me waking up from the matrix quote-unquote like say i thinking that like what if this is just a simulation and I get pulled out of it and I wake up and everybody that I know Basically death, because Basically, everybody that I... But, but the thing is, if I'm aware of that, like, that's what's really going to suck. That If I'm aware of all those connections yeah. that I made in that previous life and I wake up from it, like, that would be the worst. So, like, if death is this thing where you're just completely unaware, then awesome. That at least I don't have to think about, like the the connections that I'm missing out on because of waking up from the simulation or whatever. And I don't know why that, but that specific incident, like, really helped me with, like, death and stuff. Mm. Like, but that was really freaky. Like, that was, that was, like, a heroic dose. <laughs> that was a fucking time, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, went into the next day and I had to... Like, I was still, like, I was... I had to, like, put my life back together. Like, life was still a little slippery. Like, and I was sitting in my house. I'm like, okay, I can deal with life here. And then I went to Brendan's house. And on my way to Brendan's house, I was like, I can't do this. Like, (laughs) this is fucking... (laughs) But, yeah, like, confronting death, like, almost head-on really kind of helped me with that. And, again, this is what helped me, which isn't necessarily going to help you, but... Um, And,
1: yeah, sometimes... Uh, yeah, I feel like a hypocrite in my own like in my own body or mind because like if you think about there's a lot of shitty parts to life. There's a lot of beautiful parts, but sometimes I think about you know there's, there'll be no more suffering, no more self doubt, no more pain. You know, and sometimes that sounds great. So sometimes I th- I'm thinking like why why am I so afraid of this peace? Yeah. You know, but at the same time you're thinking like man, what about all the opportunities I am missing and can't do anymore, and like, yeah. like, like farting's really fun sometimes. And like, <laughs> yeah. you, you're not gonna have yeah. that sensation after. Yeah. You know? so I don't but know. Like,
3: that's the thing about being alive is that like we're in this like three dimensional space to you know experience and grow as best you can. And I just think like at the end of the day, like you're here to do that, and then when you die, like, like none of, none of that stuff. Like, you know,
0: you're here to enjoy it while you're here. Yeah. So enjoy it while you're here, you know? Like, do your best while you're here. I don't know. Like, almost, like... Well, we don't know. That's the thing is, nobody actually knows what happens when we die. But, like, at least the theory is, is that when you do die, all that stuff that you did during your life isn't even going to matter anymore because you're dead. Yeah. But, so again, like, that's... I kind of agree with Ben in the fact that that's what you should be doing is just enjoying life while you have it yeah or yeah. Just
3: maybe like enjoying is the wrong word uh M- making the best life you can yeah exactly
0: like, trying to like be, be, do the best for yourself and the people around you and just, well because like that's the thing is if you just if you go out and if you're if you think enjoying life means just partying all the time and just doing whatever the fuck you want and like that's obviously wrong because if you party for long enough you're like ah this sucks like yeah. i have i'm I'm aimless. I feel depressed because like, I don't have any fucking uh, goals or direction in life. And like the, the downs make you appreciate the highs so much more. Like the struggles that you go through make you appreciate the when times are good. When times are good so much more like, and like, honestly, this year has been the hardest year of my life, but it's been the best, best one so far. I Mm. think like, I don't know. It's, it's yeah it's weird it's like a whole balanced yin and yang type thing it's that's life though again i think but yeah you have to like push yourself and then see results having a like a purpose is also having something that you can work towards and grow and see grow and get better at has also been really beneficial for me at least like Mm -hmm. Like, even just, like, this is going to sound stupid, but getting better at snowboarding, seeing myself get better at snowboarding just this last season, like, gave me such a confidence boost that I was not expecting, and I was, like, just seeing myself get better at something like that. Why would that sound stupid? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of those moments where in your brain you're
3: like, oh, fuck, this is, like... But no, like, it's... And I think a lot of people, like would be proud you know of that and excited about that but for somebody in your brain you're like oh maybe like i should be like i should be caring about things that are more important but like at the same time you know it's something that matters to you it makes you feel good it like gives you that like flow state thing and you yeah. see yourself getting better at it and yeah. yeah you don't need to stop anytime soon like yeah it's one of those things that's like only kids do or whatever like no you, no i'm going yeah, for exactly. the rest one day you'll have kids and you'll take them with you and yeah.
0: My snowboard until my body will physically not let me snowboard <laughs> anymore. No, it'll be the knees, man. Yeah, yeah the, the knees. knees. <laughs> I can already the knees. Yeah, <laughs> my knees already kind of fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I wake up some mornings now, and I'm just like, "Why does everything hurt? What did I even do? I didn't even do anything last night." <I>, like,
3: <laughs> well, a buddy, work was saying that the other day. He's like, "Man, I feel like I work. I like." He's like, "Now I'm getting older. Like I feel like." I like put in a hard day's labor, but it was like my day off and all I did was watch TV. <laughs> but like <laughs> I wake up and I feel like I like worked out or whatever. And I was like, man, yeah. It's... So, he also like drinks a lot and like, doesn't like take care of himself. Right. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But... That's why who we were saying earlier, um, like now nah, I, I, I get why, um, you know, you see a lot of people in like the thirties and stuff and they care so much about what they eat and like doing exercise and stuff like that. And like, I remember, yeah, like working restaurants and thinking like, uh, so the car mentality too is just like, oh, gluten allergy, Ugh, like, it's bullshit. Yeah, fuck it. Like, <laughs> 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 all yeah, like, I out. yeah, like, I'll eat like a burger or, oh, like, yeah. or like a sandwich on like a big piece of bread. And I just, I feel so bloated after and like no energy takes so long to digest. Bread's
1: evil, dog. Yeah, Yeah, but like
3: like I love it so much. (laughs) Yeah. That's the
0: thing. It's like, as you get older, you're like, you could just eat a piece of bread and you're like, this is so good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, that reminds me. Uh,
3: So it was in this book here. um, It's Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari. And it's basically like a macro scale. Uh, history of humankind from like the origins of coming out of the forest till now it's really cool I th- honestly think it should be required reading in like social studies and shit uh, but <laughs> there's a really funny part in there where he talks about how in the agricultural revolution somehow we went from having like a very well balanced diet um, we were um, working a lot less and like sustaining ourselves and stuff like that then suddenly people started cultivating wheat um, and it's much worse for us like, and they're sustaining themselves like mostly on wheat and meat, and like our body doesn't process it very well. And it's like hours, hours in the day, if, um, in labor, and you got to protect it from bandits. You got to protect it from, from like plague, like locusts and stuff like that, from droughts. So you got to water all the time. So you're hauling water, and, like we're bending down constantly, and like we, our our bodies were designed like we came out of forest, like climbing trees and stuff, and like running,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, and suddenly we're like tilling over over wheat and uh, he was like think about it from the perspective of wheat like it's, it's almost like wheat domesticated us right <laughs> so like the, the, the wheat is thirsty so we bring it water the wheat like has pests so we gotta we protect it you know like yeah. um, I, was, I just thought that was so funny because it's like fuck like and like what did we get out of it really because it's like it's it's bad for us and um, all this kind of stuff like we're, we're just meant for like far more diverse diets which I think is funny because now I heard like on the radio the other day there was like they were like Oh, it turns out like new study shows that um, low carb diets are just as bad as high carb diets as far as like life expectancy and overall health mm-hmm. uh, or low to no carb diets. Um, which is funny cause I'm talking about how shitty carbs are, um. <laughs> but, but like, like who would have thought that like a balanced diet is the way to go, but we have all, for, for like the last 20 years, we've had all these fucking fad diet things
0: coming out yeah, and like, and who's, and who's to say like, even that that is right. Do you know what I mean? You're because, right. Yeah. They, cause they don't know shit. They don't know shit about what, like what happens when we eat. They know some stuff obviously, yeah. but nobody knows for sure. And that's why it's probably one of the most con like, controversial things in science honestly i feel like like, (laughs)
3: they should have just went to evolutionary biologists in the first place and been like hey what were we eating for a hundred couple hundred thousand years you know we were eating berries and we were like you know bugs and shit for protein or whatever and plants and like uh, animals and stuff okay like there's a balanced diet we're not not eating meat we're not not eating veggies right so Mm -hmm. just like fucking throw like some
0: variety some balance in there like yeah and I think the thing is, too, is, like, every diet is going to affect every person differently based on your body makeup mm-hmm. and based on where, you're, where your ancestors come from. Like, if you're fucking Nordic people, you can tolerate uh, lactose and shit like that a lot more. If you're from Africa, yeah, you yeah. can't... You're a lactose intolerant and you can't... Like, it's a thing. Like, it's where your ancestors come from is going to affect what you what, can what you, eat. What you can eat, yeah. What, what you what process actually, better. Yeah, yeah. Like... I was eating, like, I think it was last week, I was just eating, like, shit for a couple of days, and, like, I think this also kind of attributed to my anxiety spiral, but I ate just a fucking bunch of broccoli, and it elevated my mood. I, like, felt like I could kick, like, four million asses. <laughs> I ate so much broccoli and, like, hummus, and I just pounded it back, and I was like, what the fuck? That's like, awesome. holy shit. <laughs>
3: you have
2: 4 million
0: views. Yeah. <laughs> because it was like it was Popeye with spinach. You know? yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. But it was broccoli. <laughs> so I think, honestly, like, just, like, your body makeup is going to have an effect. I, but, like, that brings another thing up is, like, what you eat affects your mood. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They found that
3: with, like, in the gut biome and stuff. Yeah, so your cat's being ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> You're trying to get me to play fetch them and getting mad at me. <laughs> um, so, so that was another thing with the book too. Sorry, um, with the the wheat. Like, so why would we uh, switch from 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 foraging and stuff to wheat? Well, it allowed us to sustain larger populations. Mm-hmm. But this was all linked into the wheat domesticating us thing because the more humans there were, the more they were planting wheat, and like wheat came out of like. I don't know like um uh, uh mesopotamia right like and suddenly it spread all over uh like Asia and into Africa and into Europe and stuff like that, so basically like like it it was almost in a way like allowing us to grow a number so we could allow the weed to grow a number too, and like so it'll sacrifice itself for food, but at the same time now it's like covering the entire planet, yeah. and he was saying that like. The way evolution worked, like DNA or the, the amount of copies of DNA is evolutionary currency in the same way that like um, economic success is how many dollars you have or attributes you have in dollars. It's, it, with evolution, it's how many copies of your DNA. So in that sense, the wheat spreading itself... in being now all over the globe it's like one of the most successful plants on the planet for that reason and it did so by essentially cultivating
2: humans (laughs) yeah
3: which i guess is like a symbiotic relationship because it's like it allowed us to expand as well and then yeah
0: yeah i've like i've had this thought well like very high before but i think plants and trees are like way smarter than we give them credit for and they're like actually the dominant species on this earth because <laughs> like think about it we like we go out and we like protect the trees and shit the trees are on fire we're gonna yeah. put that fire out for yeah. you trees like we got you yeah. like <laughs> they've been around longer than us like they give us the thing that we need to survive That's true they're just playing the long game for yeah <laughs> We got out of control for a little bit. They're like, Alright, we're just gonna cut your oxygen fly. Like, oh shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: then we plant more of them. And also like, what do they do? They get to stand there and just like blow in the yeah. wind. <laughs> yeah. Sounds yeah. like a dope life. They don't have to deal with anxiety yeah. and going to fucking work and <laughs> just pure luxury, just hanging out all the time. Yeah. Like they're living the utopian lifestyle That's right true. now. That's true. Until we come and cut them down and they're like, Ah, rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: I don't know, it's fun to have like wild ideas like that and play with those kind of things because again it's one of those things that you like you there's no way we're gonna know, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe mm-hmm. not no way ever, but Probably, we're never going to know if well, the <laughs> No, you, you know, yeah, I, I mean, like, just in, on the, in the grounds of intelligence. Yeah. Right? Like, there's those studies where they play music to plants and yeah. they seem to grow better and stuff
0: like that. If the interesting thing is it does seem like there is some sort of intelligence yeah. there, which is, Yeah. well, maybe intelligence is the wrong word to describe it, but...
3: Yeah, or just, like, the reason why certain sounds create certain moods, and I'm referring to music specifically, but also, like... When you hear, like, a loud screeching noise, it makes you go, ah, like, Hmm. you know? So, like, sounds have an effect on the way that you think, right? So, it's possible that, like, something with the, like, vibrational frequency hits more than just your uh, auditory senses, right? Those, like, vibrational frequencies do something that might, like, affect how you feel about something. And that's why, like, certain sounds are soothing and certain sounds are, um, you know... uh, get you, like, pumped up and that kind of stuff, you know? Or, like, why music has such an effect. Mm-hmm. But it's not just that, too. Like, it's, it's it, the way you speak, the tone of your voice. You could say the same thing. Like, I could be like, fuck you, Brandon. Or I could be like,
2: fuck you, Brandon. <laughs> it's like, you know, <laughs> right? So,
0: it's the same words, but there's an entirely different, like... Yeah. Connotation. There, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, that's why fucking text messaging is oh. the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The amount of anxiety that I've gotten from, like, texting girls and shit, and, like, the response to you get, like, what the fuck does she mean by this? Like, <laughs> yeah. I just,
3: I feel like, like, you should never have serious conversations no. through text message. You should always do those in person, or at least over the phone. Mm. Texting is for, like, how's your day? How
0: you doing? Let's make like, plans. Let's make plans, Yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot to tell you this thing that I found out, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah, this yeah. will be funny to you. Or... Yeah, exactly. Just, just like like casual stuff. Or right? here's if a meme. Like, <laughs> <or something serious. laughs> and it also, like, yeah, it, it's easy to forget that sometimes. But. it took me. It kind of that was like a hump that I had to get over because I thought that you know, in like today's like dating culture, I thought that like you're supposed to text a girl. You know what I mean? And like text her often to like show interest or shit like that, and. And then this girl was just like, you know, you don't have to, like, text me, like, we're, like, I would actually prefer if you don't, I'm like, oh yeah. my god, thank Sweet.
2: you. And he's like, Holy <laughs>
0: shit, I'm so happy I don't have to do yeah, this. Like, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, jackpot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's weird, because, like, yeah, text messaging is, like, you just lose all context. Yeah, emojis are helpful. They are. Uh, <laughs> they are. I never
1: thought <laughs> I'd hear true. that. No, it's true. Uh, what was
3: they it? The, the the tears of joy emoji was the 2015 Oxford Word of the Year, <laughs> and there was an uproar about it for, from some people. They're like, "Well, we should be using words," and they're like, "Like their their defense was like, it's their job to um, integrate the evolution of language into
0: text based speech."
3: Yeah. yeah. So emojis essentially. They, they, do, they, they are, are like a new part of our language in that we do so much of our communicating through text message and dig- digitally that now emojis add emotional context to, uh, to uh, like uh, what you're saying, right. Or to your message. So it has a place, like it has a function and we use it. So it's essentially like we've kind of created these like silly little like hieroglyphs that we like attach to, to, you in know, into our language as like more and more of us speaking becomes you know digital Mm -hmm. right and less like face to face
0: and like they are useful like let's be real here like you put colon p at the end of a sentence completely changes it
1: where you get that eggplant emoji in there and she she knows what's up she knows what you want
0: imagine like
1: in a thousand years the humans are extinct but these aliens just find these like old phone records of messages and they're like what are these? (laughs) what does this mean?
3: it's like like a whole new language
0: (laughs) (laughs) what was their obsession with eggplants? (laughs) (laughs) there's so many eggplants and there's so many peaches
1: on Instagram (laughs) yeah
0: Do they worship the eggplant and the peach as some sort of di- like <laughs> like divine pie? plant offering? of <laughs> <laughs> <was a> fertility.
1: <laughs> they start growing eggplants and peaches like fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they must mean something.
3: Oh, that was the thing, actually. I went mushroom picking with my girlfriend last week. That was a really fun experience. Mm. Uh, and we were talking about that. Like, if the human race ever got, like, went extinct. There would be so much evidence of like our civilization, but I feel like so much of our like culture is digital. Yeah, there'd be like no context to the civilization. Yeah, exactly. There'd yeah. be there'd, there'd be so much missing because it's all like in the internet, right? Unless you could somehow find like uh, you know a phone that had some things stored on it or whatever, but. That you could somehow like tap into and like get the contents of it if you mm-hmm. found it in working order and stuff, but there would be so much shit left behind that like it would be it would be a lot easier to know like how we live for the most part than it is for us now. Um, but also that kind of adds context into how amazing it is that we know so much about past civilizations know as much as we do now because we have the best we have is like you know some bones and like Mm. some like pottery or like some tools and stuff like that and we kind of piece together things from that but imagine what you could do with our civilization if we'd been wiped out for you know 10,000 years and Mm. Um, some aliens came and found it, or the next species species that, like, rises up and, like, were the dinosaurs that died millions of years ago, you
0: know, and it's, like, little ant people. They're, like, <laughs> what are these? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm like, that's the thing is, like, that's why I've always found a little bit of, like, plausibility to the, like, whole Graham Hancock idea about there being some sort of advanced civilization, like, say, 20,000 years... Because what if they oh, did, yeah. did the same thing and all their information was just stored digitally? Plastic is going to degrade in that amount of time. There's not going to be anything left of it. So, that, like, a civilization could have existed 50,000 years ago, but everything that they had was stored in just things that degrade over time. And there could be just no trace of them left. And, like, except for these stone structures for some reason yeah, or whatever. And and it's and like, stuff. Yeah. But, because the same thing would happen with our our civilization you know all the information of our civilization would just be like completely wiped out well if we yeah if we had like a large disaster and like
3: we lost electricity and 90% of the world population died we would be thrust
0: into the stone age and we would forget so much information and the people who did survive All they could do would be to pass on that, because they're going to be the stupid people. There's no, like, geniuses are going to survive to, like, like, replicate... Joe Rogan did a, like, on his comedy scale, was that? Like,
3: just all the stupid people left or whatever? Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like, there's not going to be any geniuses alive. And they're just going to tell the stories, and those stories are going to get passed on. And those stories are going to change over time. And those stories are then going to become the myths of religion or whatever and shit like that. Or, like... The, the stories that you tell your kids about the gods and shit and the, the old
3: ones or whatever and even if it was yeah even if there was smart people that survived it's still like what is you know are... you could be a really smart person but you don't know how to you're like you're not an, so you're you're an electrical engineer right mm-hmm. but like you don't know how to like you're not a scientist you're not a doctor yeah. you're not like so there's just like so many things that would be would be lost in that sense that like yeah, like, you you know, you can't build a computer and, like, create the internet all over again, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so much could be lost. I, I really like Graham Hancock for that reason, That, and I do think it makes a lot of sense, because we, we've seen, um, even, you know, in, in our modern historical context, how small pockets of civilization can rise way ahead of the surrounding area. I mean,
0: Rome's a good example of that. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they were so far advanced. And, and then they collapsed. And they were like thrust into dark ages. Yeah, exactly. Like people yeah. later on would like look at Roman buildings and be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, <laughs> How the hell did they do that? But yeah, chaos is always at the door, I guess. The lesson is there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's true, it's true. Yeah. Let's think too
3: with... Uh, I don't know, like how like turbulent... world is today it always just kind of seems like shit could hit the fan and we'd all be fucked
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. dude i'm reading this book right now it's called command and control Mm -hmm. it is about uh the cold war and just like nuclear weapons in general and it goes through like a complete history of nuclear weapons and how many times we have almost blown ourselves fucking up like yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's scary because you realize that these nuclear weapons are controlled by people like you and me who have just no fucking clue like they're just people they fuck up you know the amount of times you fuck up at their your job they fuck up at their job like and they are controlling things that could just devastate the world yeah like we've like they have dropped nuclear weapons out of planes by accident on U.S. soil, and the only reason that they don't explode is because like one like miraculous thing saves the <laughs> inti- like it's like so it's ridiculous how many times oh. the U.S. has almost nuked themselves. Imagine being, <laughs> being the guy that was responsible for that.
2: Right? <laughs>
3: oh, oh. <laughs> oh no! But like also how relieved you would be when it didn't go off. Yeah, like you'd be shitting your pants
2: so hard. <laughs> And then oh no no like... no! <laughs> and
3: they're just so like pleasantly relieved. You're like I didn't. Even, you could fire me. I didn't even
1: care. Like I'm just. I'm happy. I didn't I'm, uh, those people.
0: Yeah, yeah. And there's also like the things of. I'm. I'm sure you guys know of the story of, like the guy in Russia who basically all the sensors were going off that there was a nuclear attack on Russia. And it was like the US is firing nukes at us, we need to fire our nukes back at Russia or what or at the it was a false flag. Completely false flag. And it's all because one guy was like, I don't know about this guy, yeah. I don't know about yeah. this guys, yeah, I don't yeah. know about this yeah, guy yeah. and then at the very last second they were like all the alarms go off and it's just like, Oh yeah, it was a malfunction. Yeah. And that guy ended up getting fired, but... <laughs> yeah, that guy saved us from nuclear... He nuclear saved the world. Followed. He fucking yeah. saved the world. He literally saved the entire world. Because you know world. if Russia launches nukes... The US is just going to launch all their nukes at Russia, so... And everywhere, like... And c- could you imagine nuclear fallout over, like,
3: a false flag? like Yeah, like oh. an accident?
0: Yeah. <laughs> the amount of times, guys, yeah. that we have almost blown ourselves up is fucking terrifying. <laughs>
3: Yeah, but I feel like you know you can micro scale that to your own life in a way. <laughs> like, <laughs> the amount of times you've almost like been, right. like I, there's been once or twice where I've like narrowly like very very narrowly avoided a car accident, like an ax, like car accident or like falling or something like that. Well, yeah. I, I remember one specific um, with with the car is where I was like. It was, like, a bit of, like, traffic, but it, they were stopped at light, and there was space for me to go through, and there was two lanes, and I was turning into a gas station. The dude on the, in the left lane had left me some space, In the right lane, the dude just came, like, whizzing up to, like, go and turn. And, like, I had turned, and we both, like, like, I was turning, and he was coming towards me, and we both, like, locked eyes as, like, <laughs> I, like, floored on my gas, and he, like, stepped on his brake, and I, we just, like, narrowly missed each other. And I was just, like...
2: <laughs> oh,
3: oh, oh, oh. I'm sure he was like doing the same thing but that would have been like a T-bone easily I'm sure I would have survived that but like it would have been shitty yeah. Yeah, but a... like also seeing stuff like that on, on Reddit where like they have those like
0: dash cams or whatever where like something will happen and we'll just like narrowly miss the person or whatever i watched a compilation of that shit of like people almost getting hit by cars and motorbikes and just narrowly escaping death and i was like this is too much for me i don't know if i can (laughs) like keep this up like
1: yeah i don't know it's crazy just how like fleeting it can be like one moment you're here and the next you're not
3: i mean yeah we're fairly fragile but I mean, also at the same time,
0: like pretty resilient. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But I mean, that that whole like modality, the fleetingness of life—at least what it's kind of helped me embrace a little bit more—is just being grateful, and like also showing like telling people how I feel, and just letting no, people know that I do appreciate them because, like, I can fucking die tomorrow. Who yeah. knows? Like, I could die tomorrow. Like. And what would really bother me is if that person... If I died and, like, that person was like, oh, I wonder, like, did Cody like me? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. It's kind of helped me with that, the the fleetingness of life or the... Yeah. And also, it's just, like, a good thing to do. Yeah, it's definitely... Like, an under... Like, people don't do it as enough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've tried to embrace it a little... It's obviously still uncomfortable and it's weird and it shouldn't be weird. Yeah. Um... It is still a little bit, and I think it will always be, but I've tried to embrace it a little bit more in my life. Is just telling people, like, yo, no, dude, you're sweet. Like, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't hang out with you if you weren't cool or whatever. Like, yeah. Also being very selective with what you spend your time on.
3: Yeah, that's for sure. I'm trying not to, like, waste my time as much. I, like, I do still enjoy gaming and stuff once in a while, but I don't do it as much now, so it doesn't feel as guilty but mm-hmm. definitely there are times where like if I spend like four or five hours in a day like just gaming I'm be, like fuck that was like I could be doing so many better things with my time
0: but yeah I've had those days with like Civ yeah where I'll play like six hours of Civ and I'm like i literally got nowhere in this game and, like, <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think I put like like over 300 hours into Civ and I'm not sure
3: how, like I've only ever finished like maybe a hand, small handful of games yeah <laughs> Uh, One of them was with you. Actually, it was the first time, probably the first and only time we ever played online, and you were playing. uh, Oh yeah, Morocco, not Morocco, when African Civ. I can't remember. You won a cultural victory. And you won it, like, super fast, too. Oh, I we'll remember sure. that. <laughs> yeah, 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 dude. <laughs> like, fuck, I've
0: been playing this game for years, and you're just like, oh, I won. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. It always gets to a point, like, me and Jordy would play it all the time, and it would just get to a point where Jordy would be like, you win, like, I give up. Like... Yeah, that happens a lot to you, because, like, you get to a point where you're kind of fucked. Yeah.
3: And, like, you could probably, like, fight to sustain yourself, but, like, What's the it's going to be a super struggle. Right? Yeah.
1: yeah, a lot of games ended, like, in the first 50 turns when I got, like, Barbarian routed, or yeah. Montezuma was like, yo, yeah. fuck you, dog, and just yeah. came, came and fucked my shit up. I'm like, well, I could struggle violently to get back to par, yeah. or I could start just a just new just game. Yeah, yeah. yeah
3: I yeah, sure have done that like, countless times, too. Yeah.
1: yeah, I feel the same way about using time better. Yeah. The, like, kind of flip side of, like constantly fearing death is Mm. it really makes you cognizant about your life if that makes sense and how i want to spend it i've thought a lot about that like oh just to jump back to like the affection thing and telling your friends you love them like last weekend when i was on mushrooms like i was listening to the duncan trussell podcast and he he always has long rambling intros. And one yeah. was like, "Hey friends, we're all going through this dark twisted tunnel of time, and why not? When you're drowning in this tunnel, tell your friends you love them." Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, and I just recorded it and like sent it to everybody I have on Snapchat. <laughs> and then I was like, starting tomorrow, every time I see my friends, I'm just gonna hug them, yeah. no matter what. And Then I got to work and I was just like, "Hey," uh, didn't follow through, and I was like, "Oh man, I'm being weird about it." Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, like in the last week, I've like, I just went to the dentist for the first time in like ten years. Yeah, like I went to counseling, got contact lenses. I'm being an adult. <laughs> yeah, that's good. But yeah, I just I I don't want to waste time anymore. I just want to yeah. be busy. And...
3: Yeah, and that, that's the thing too is like yeah, the anxiety is crippling and like stopping you from doing things. You know, like your fear of death is just like stopping you from
0: living.
1: Yeah, it's a sick joke.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's brutal, and it's like it's tough you have to go through. That yeah, it's a feedback loop. Yeah, like you know, like the more you fear death, the more you don't live, and then that just makes you more. It's weird. It's it's hard to break out of these feedback loops and stuff, and but it's like once you start, like I'm sure you are feeling better about yourself now that like you have like once you start getting your like that is a feedback loop too, like. Once you do start appreciating your friends more, you like break out of that, then they appreciate you more and that like escalates and makes you feel better about yourself. Once you start taking care of your health, you start to feel better. That makes you start, do you know what I mean? It's all yeah. feedback loops. It's all like it's life is fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's also really easy. It's a cruel joke. Like it is. Yeah.
1: Life is just full of cruel ironies. Yeah, it's true. But uh, fuck it, what can you do?
0: Do the best you can.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to get myself more in the positive feedback loop <clears> area <throat> than negative one. Yeah, yeah it,
0: it just takes work. Yeah, it takes like repetition. Um, also, a little sprinkle of not giving a fuck. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what this book's all about: the subtle art of not giving a fuck. <laughs> Mark Manson have you read it uh i read part of it um he talks a bit about alan watts and stuff in here uh the thing for me and i can see how it's great for a lot of people for me personally um i don't give a fuck too easily <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, <laughs> uh, so like it is a really good book and he makes a lot of really good points and um i think that's where i got the idea of like uh, not being responsible or like not being in control of, of your circumstances but being in control of, of how you how you um, how you deal with that how you respond to it um, and it's yes yeah, it's, it's a lot about just like um, like mindfulness techniques just like like stepping back and being like do I really need to be like getting worked up in this situation or like can I just relax a little you know it's like it, like allocating your fucks to things that matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, recognizing
0: when it's, like, not worth the fucks. Yeah. Yeah. I Is think... A book, I, I, I forget who right said there. it, but somebody told me was, like, you only have a certain amount of fucks you can give. So it was give, a meme. Yeah. Pretty sure it was a meme. Probably. But so just, like, <laughs> give, give those fucks where necessary. Yeah. And all the other times, just fuck it, you know? <laughs> like, it's not worth it. It's not worth getting worked up yeah. over, like... Because when you get worked up over shit like that, it is hard. It is a battle. It is draining. And it's like, do I really need to care about this shit? Like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the meme was like, you have a limited amount
3: of fucks to give. And as you get older, that's why old people give given fuck. Something like that. Yeah. It was somewhere along those lines.
2: But
0: I think I maybe was talking about it with like Jordy or something. Yeah. And we were talking about it. And like how people give too many fucks about stupid shit. Yeah. For sure. And then we were just like, you know, it, it, it's very trying on your mind and your body to, like, give a fuck about something. So you really have to, like, pick your battles and allocate the fucks that you're going to give yeah. to certain areas, yeah. like... But, again, kind that of like comes down to, like,
3: like mindfulness and being a little bit more aware and in control. Yeah. So that's, that's the hardest thing for, I feel like, most people, if not all people... Uh, well, definitely not all people, I guess, but... Um, is that we're, like... It's amazing how um, in troll we could be of our minds, but, like, we aren't. Mm -hmm. Because it takes a lot of work to be in control of your mind, and it's so easy, just, like, very natural to just kind of let your mind go the direction it's going to go, you know? Like, people get, like, super mad in traffic and stuff like that. Well, uh, traffic's a bit of a situation because, like, you're driving at high speeds, and, like, you could easily, like, like... You know, it, like, it, as easy as driving is, you're, like... It's, it's a stressful situation. It, you, you, could, you could hurt yourself at any moment. You could hurt other people at any moment. Like, an accident could happen at any moment. So it is... Like, I, I get why people get so, like... And I get I, the only time I ever really get, like, worked up, too, sometimes is when driving. It only lasts, like, a second. But, like, yeah. again, when, like, someone's doing something stupid and you're like... Like, like come on, man. be an idiot, man. Like, yeah, you could, yeah. like, fuck some shit up. Right. But, uh, what was I saying before that? Yeah, like... You get so worked up over a situation, like, in that situation, and, like, maybe it's not worth giving fucks about, but you just do in that... You just, like, your, your mm. brain saw it, and you just let your brain do it, and you're not really
0: aware that you're getting upset or worked up in that yeah. moment. Um, and then, like, maybe you'll look back on that, and you'll just be like, Yeah, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, I think it's just honestly just being aware of what you're doing. Yeah. And, like, I know that's hard. And, like, I know, honestly... It's hard in the moment. That's the thing. Yeah, it is very hard in the moment. But it's, like, as hard as it is in the moment, like, yes, you were still... Like, no matter how mindful you are, or, like, even Buddhist monks still fucking get mad in traffic. I'm, Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like Sam Harris is a great example
3: of that because he's been meditating for a very long time and he gets so butthurt when someone, like... Yeah. Like, <laughs> misrepresents him a little bit or, like... yeah. You know, and you'd think, like, with decades of meditation under his belt, you know, and I think that's one thing, too, that some people do, is they kind of, like, oversell a little bit, or in a way they, I um, mean, it's not entirely true, I'm not really sure if I'm going to articulate this properly, but, um, like, oversell meditation as this, like, ultimately, like, like... Going to completely like change your life and make you a happy, happier person, and like you know, you, to be completely in control all the time. And I just I don't know um, if that's entirely the case. You yeah. know, like I, I don't think. It it definitely helps a, a great deal more than
0: not. Yeah, I don't and, think it's the people who do it who oversell it. I think it's the people who look at meditation and see these people. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, meditation made them this person or yeah, whatever," so yeah. they must be like this calm, yeah, level-headed sure, person yeah. all the time, yeah. because that how they, that's how they are the majority of the time. So I think people kind of like put their expectations on meditation and then they're like oh why, why the fuck am I not enlightened or whatever they like think that being enlightened is you never get mad and you're just this like fucking uh, benevolent being floating through light in this blissful state that never gets angry at anything and is yeah. just like super wise but no fuck I'm sure the Dalai La- Lama gets pissed off in traffic yeah. like, I feel
3: like if you don't I feel like that's almost a form of just like escapism and just like yeah. not addressing
0: exactly your emotions if you just like navigate that's not what life, life. Getting that's, that's like not life you know that's not a life worth living yeah. one that it's i, I think it's like uh, somebody like either joe rogan or duncan trussell one of the podcasters was like yeah i'm sure being a buddhist monk is awesome but like Fucking is awesome, and drinking is awesome, (laughs) and, like, (laughs) driving fast cars is really awesome. Like, there's so many aspects to life that are awesome that I think going to live in the fucking Himalayas for the rest of your life and just being a monk is, like, missing the point.
3: Yeah, it's almost... Yeah, because, like, you know, we have all this capability to experience all these things, good and bad, but, like, it's always going to be a mixed bag. But you should go out and experience as much... Um, as you can
0: and take the good with the bad yeah exactly it's always it's always it's always going to be a mixed bag it's never going to be just as long as you learn from the bad that's if you're not learning from the bad then that's where there's an issue i think but the bad is going to happen and as long as you can be like oh like i learned something from that or i'm glad that happened because that's never happened to me before and now i know what that's like or whatever Mm -hmm. and that there's value in that and yeah, it's hard in the moment again, but looking back on it, if you can take some sort of lesson from it at least, like, oh man, like, I was a real asshole to this person, and like, that made me feel this way now at least I know not to be an asshole to that person or I know what triggered me to be an asshole to that person and maybe I can keep that in control or something like just take the lessons from the yeah. bad times like until you find new ways to be an asshole yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you will always find new ways to be an asshole yeah. oh shit that was new yeah
3: I can't do that either yeah yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh.
3: Honestly, I feel that to some degree, not necessarily about being an asshole, but just like, like I've been doing a lot of self exploration and as much progress as I've been making with myself, uh, that I feel good about, I keep finding these new things, um, that I'm like, fuck, like, I I hate that I do that. I need to fix that. And like the more that I like find things to, or like the more, the more I start like digging, the more I find, you know, it's like.
0: And I mean, that's like, just being a person dude no play? yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're
3: totally you're totally right you're totally right but it's just like i don't know it's it hit it hit a point for me um i don't know like a year or two ago where i was just like man like i, I don't really like not that i don't really like who i am but there's certain things about me that i don't like that i feel like i talk the talk and i don't walk the walk and i need to fix them and then i just kind of started exploring those things and yeah, it's just like the more the more I dig, the more I find it just feels like I'm just gonna keep digging forever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sure it won't be. It's just like I don't know self-improvement is it, it just it seems like it's one of those things that's going to be always always
0: ongoing, you know yeah and like the thing is is at least like all of us at this table are at least trying to be better people. There are a lot of people out there who are just completely content, content floating through life barely functioning as human beings and it's maybe it's just because they can't and they're overwhelmed and it's like lots of people are just doing that too and like when you like when you look at people you have to realize that that person may like barely be functioning yeah like they are just reacting to their environment was that sonder
3: realizing that people have like experiences outside of your own or whatever the 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 word sonder it's like looking at other people and realizing that they all have their individual subjective experiences to them and everyone's going through
0: things that you might have no idea about yeah that's one of the big things that actually helped me with uh getting mad in traffic is um one time chester was like super sick And I had to, like, take him to the emergency room. So I fucking put him in my car and shit, and I put him in the carrier, and I'm driving him to the emergency room, and he's meowing at me in the seat, and I'm, like, super worried about him, and I'm trying to calm him down. And I'm driving like an asshole. I'm barely paying attention. I'm, like, kind of swerving around in my lanes, and, like, and I'm, like, oh, shit, like... I'm doing this but what if everybody who's driving bad in traffic is experiencing something like this and chances are they could be you know what I mean Like not
3: everybody but at least
0: like once in a while someone's like distraught about something yeah so like why am I getting mad and yelling at like I know they can't even hear me but like I I used to get mad and just like yell yeah I wouldn't even use my horn I would just yell at the top of my lungs I I never use my horn I'm always like what the fuck are you doing
3: (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ
1: but
0: like and then you would get mad and you get home and you're like fucking worked up because you've been Yelling in your car for the last I don't know how long, like, <laughs> but that's like, yeah, it was basically that experience that helped me really come to terms with like road rage. But I was like, everybody's just going through their own shit while they're in the car, and who knows what that shit is. Yeah, like, I, I agree with you on that. I think I had a fairly similar
3: realization. And like, for me, like, I'll get I'll get mad at someone in the moment, and then I'll like immediately let like go, and or like I'll laugh about it. Yeah, or, I don't know. I have this thing where like more so when i was younger than now but for me like i i like i don't even like i didn't even know what it was like to be mad or to express anger and like i guess going back to people getting worked up over silly things it just like when i would see people do that it would just like make me laugh a little bit or like chuckle you know cuz it's like like why are you getting so mad like <laughs> is it really worth like veins in your neck and like on your forehead like what's going on here and uh but I guess yeah just like realizing more about like people and emotions and stuff kind of helped that but for for me it was just so far-fetched to get so worked up but uh I'm also like unbalanced because I'm never getting mad you know and like sometimes you need to get mad sometimes you need to like deal with the problem and I'm just like yeah like whatever oh this happened okay
0: whatever like mm-hmm. yeah yeah Again, it goes back to like balance. It's, it's it seems so cl- cliche almost at this point. The amount of like, but that's all like like the whole Taoist thing with the yin and the yang and the balance and like you can't have the good without the bad you like you should have an appropriate amount of like happy and sad and also angry and we're basically lazy Taoists yeah (laughs) (laughs) enjoy the
3: philosophy but not willing to put enough effort to like fully be a Taoist but like you like the idea you
0: know well I mean uh, I think it was Daniele Bulelli who said it he's like the best Taoists are the ones who don't Realize that they're Taoists. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So I guess we're really good Taoists. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> Until I'm now. Just, just now, just now that we realize really, that. Really <laughs> killing this
3: Daoist thing. I'm the best Taoist. So. I'm the most Taoist. I'm so Tao, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, for the longest time, like, I, I really want... Um, because I love like that the idea of like yin yang and order and chaos and like all that this duality of nature and I see it in all these places and I want to incorporate it in a tattoo. Um, but like more unique than just like the Taoist symbol, but just having like two things like intertwining. But uh, part of me like is skeptical to do that because it does seem cliche uh more so just with like the Taoist or like the yin yang symbol which I, I would also be happy to get if it wasn't like so overdone in like the 90s <laughs> <laughs> um fucking 90s and let's think th- yeah, another thing too is that like i feel like um like the om symbol is so overused uh and like most people don't even know what it means and i don't even know if i fully i I know like partially what it means but i I don't think i could like get into it fully in detail and say that i fully understand it but i would never go again like the om tattooed or anything like that but um i've seen like so many of those and i just wonder like how many of those people
0: like really know what it is Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe they do it might, but okay. I'm sure it's like one in one million. Yeah. <laughs> like on like I don't know. There's so many There's so many people who are like looking for Yo <laughs> I'm trying to talk here, Kat. You asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I feel like there's that. so many people who are like looking for like their tribe, the place where they belong, you know what i mean yeah, and we 're all looking for that, and um, some people find that in like hippie culture or music festival culture, and they go a little crazy with it and not to fault them for that but like I don't know those are the people who walk up to you at the music festival and are like yo check out my crystals bro like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah totally. and I, I, I can see how like cause it's a very inviting culture as well yeah. so I can see why it's
3: enticing to people yeah but I find it amusing like like my girlfriend is uh, like she comes from a Hindu background and like seeing like Hindu symbols and stuff too and I'm like man like I, I know most of this stuff from like festival culture yeah I just feel like you know like one thing with Hinduism, too, is that, like, all of their gods look so fucking badass. Like, everything about, like, like the aesthetics of that religion is just so fucking gorgeous. So, like, I, again, it's, like, I can see, and it it is pretty similar to, like, the, um, I guess, kind of the idea that these people go for in this, like, the new age kind of, like, festival culture, like, new religion kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, like I, I I I've been surrounded by like these some of these symbols and stuff from going to festivals and and that kind of stuff, but like I had l- literally no idea like where it comes from or like what it is really or like you you know okay, maybe it's like Hindu based, but I have no idea like the story behind it or whatever. But Yeah. Hinduism's sweet because it's the only surviving or major surviving polytheistic religion and I think that's cool. It's very similar to like Greek mythology and their gods are very uh human and, like, the stories about their gods are just very, like, they fuck up all the time and they fuck up and it's, like, stories to, like, teach you to live a better life and you learn from the mistakes of the gods so that, like, you can, you know, do better in your life or, like, avoid the situation or, like you know, there's an explanation for a situation or why people do things and the Greek gods were very much like that as well, right? Like, they're constantly like, feuding with each other and, like like, tricking each other. Yeah, exactly, or, like, committing adultery or whatever, like, Yeah. yeah. I, just, I, I just feel like it's such a better way to look at religion instead of having this, like, all-powerful being that's, like, judging you and, like, is perfect in every way and instead your gods are just, like, people. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: but like, better people, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> not, like, super people. Yeah, exactly. It's like
0: if, I don't know, uh, Captain America was your god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, And then
3: that's the thing, too, is that, like, they have, like, comic books... With like their gods. Really? Yeah. It's like it's like legit, like like you like reading a Spider Man comic, but it's like Don't. you know, like just like one of their gods like doing
0: doing things. That's like probably why Hinduism survived then because yeah, they're like totally. adapted to the times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I mean like people people find uh solace in like all kinds of things like for, like, for example, superheroes, uh, sports teams, like, modern day things that would have been... Reli- like, they would have been religious people back in the day when these things didn't exist, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Because it's the, it gives you that same kind of... Uh, tribal feeling it's like oh yo you like Captain America fuck yeah, yeah. I like yeah. Iron Man let's be friends <laughs> <laughs> better than DC. Yeah, fuck yeah. DC yeah. <laughs> Batman's a pussy bro <laughs>
1: nice parents
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I it. Yeah. so I mean it's like all kind of the same thing it's like we still are such tribal creatures and we're just all kind of like looking for that place that we fit in yeah and like a lot of people don't they're aimless, they're wandering, they're looking for that place that they fit in and that's why it's like it's easy to be swayed to a sports team or easy to be a, into super into video games because it's again kind of a community and a tribe because... In today's society, we just, like, lack that feeling of community. Like, I don't fucking know my neighbors. Yeah. Like, back in the day, you would, like, have sweet parties with your neighbors and cook boars over (laughs) a fire. I don't know, like... (laughs) (laughs) I don't cook no boars over fires with my neighbors, let me tell you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I I feel like maybe one of those, like, wandering aimless people sometimes. Like, yeah, I feel, like, really lonely and... Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not even in a romantic or intimate sense all the time, which is definitely true. But, uh, also just like, you know, having a close group, like a close knit group of friends too. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, like magic, playing magic has done that for me to an extent, but uh, I've been, a, haven't played for over two months and yeah. maybe, you know, heading back into that will give me a better sense of community but Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know
0: that's hard man like lots of like you'd be surprised how many people out there don't have like that close-knit group of friends yeah you have
3: party friends or work
0: friends or school friends or whatever but like They're not friends that you, like, call up and be like, yo, bro, like, this thing happened to me. Or, like, you want to text them and tell them, like, all the good stuff that happened in your life and stuff like that. And it's honestly hard to find a group of friends like that. And I think a lot of people are lacking that in their lives. And, like, the thing that does help is, you know, finding common interests like magic. Or, like, maybe you're into fucking archery or whatever. Or fucking... I don't know uh, snowboarding. Snowboarding, yeah. yeah. Like, dude, I can talk to any snowboarder about snowboarding like for hours, and yeah. Well, another
3: thing too is that like our Western culture is so uh, individualistic. Yeah. You know, like if you look at Eastern European families, uh, definitely. Thing I've had this conversation with my girlfriend with uh, Indian families. It's like your family is everything, mm. and your family, you know, like your your uh, like your parents and then, like, your uncles, your aunts, your second, your cousins, your second cousins, like, everyone, like, knows each other and looks out for each other and stuff like that, and it's, like, your family is everything, and they're, all, they're all constantly, like, doing things for and with each other, and here it's, like, like, you love your parents, obviously, and your your family, your, your siblings and stuff like that, but we're not that close with our cousins, most people, anyways, Both some people yeah. are, but, like, we definitely, like, don't really know your second cousins or whatever like that. In some places, that's just, like, that's absurd that you don't know like your your second cousins your extended family and stuff like that and we're just so focused on like you know like you raise your kids to be adults and then they go into the world and they be adults and they take care of themselves and they do their own thing and that's that's a successful you raise a successful person right and success is measured on like your individual achievements like i'm talking societally i guess yeah um and it is it's just like we kind of develop this mentality where like you kind of look up for yourself and then, like, your immediate family for the most part. Um, but, yeah, it, it kind of, like... I don't know if it's partly driven by, like, the competitive nature of, of you know, our, like, economic system or anything like that. But, um, yeah, it's just, like, most people are, like, a lot less close with with their immediate family. And then in other places of the world, it's, like, your family are those people that you... You, you know, you you call up and you tell all the things to you and like you you know you're looking out for and if they have trouble you got their back and stuff like that and again we have that here like you're like your your parents will always have your back and stuff too but yeah. um
0: and yeah it's like just, maybe not even necessarily though like you're right yeah exactly that yeah family, that like. that that that's very true yeah. yeah
3: but like you're expected to kind of look out for yourself and you do look out for yourself and I think it shows up in friendships a lot in a lot of cases like your friends are there for you when like times are good and you just want to hang out and have a good time and party and stuff. And then when you're having, like, a hard time or you need something or, like, you know, it, it, uh, like, it,
0: it's hard to even, like, go to people for the most part, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm a very, like... When things aren't going well, I, like, honestly, I don't know if this is healthy, but sometimes I just prefer to deal with it on my own. Like, I, I feel like
3: that like that, too. Like,
0: I don't... Like, because when I feel like I... And it's not all the time, but sometimes when I feel like I tell people my problems, it's almost like I get pity in return, and I can't fucking deal with that. Like, I don't want... I I, I can deal with it on my own, I just need time and stuff, and like, sometimes I just need somebody... And it's cool that I have found friends that I, you know, you you tell them something, and you feel like, oh, they're gonna just be, like, pitying of me or whatever, and then they're just like, fuck, I don't know what to tell you, man, just like fucking do your best and you're like thanks that's all i needed like (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) like i just needed a fucking pat on the back and like you know get out get back out there slugger like (laughs) (laughs) yeah or someone to give you the the perspective that like hey like no you
3: actually are doing pretty okay here here's some areas you are doing okay and at your time at the moment for you you're not really thinking about those you're only thinking about the things that are wrong right or the parts you're you're
0: struggling with
3: so yeah, it's important to remember the, the victories, I guess, as yeah. well.
0: But I feel like Western Western society almost breeds, like, this individualistic and, like, depressed culture. Because we're not connected to people. And people are almost aimless. And they don't know what they're doing. They're lacking purpose. Yeah, that was something I, I wanted to, to bring
3: up on here, too. Was, uh, like, I think the reason why, like, depression and, like anxiety are so rampant in our society today is that like we have so much freedom and so many options right it's like paralyzing so, like, yeah so so but before like if you were the son or yeah if you were the son of a shoe cobbler you were like almost definitely going to be a shoe cobbler mm-hmm. or if you were the son of a farmer you're going to be a farmer you didn't really have options now we have you know you go to school and you know you're you're told you have like all this potential and you can go do whatever you want and then like like you're looking at college university or whatever it's just like there's so many options i don't know like for for, for me especially i was like i have no idea what i want you know but like it, it 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 puts your future in your hands and not in like fate's hands or like the birth lottery's hands yeah so so now you have all this pressure from society that like And a few people are able to like take advantage of or, you know, maybe they get lucky or maybe they they have the right mentality to just kind of, or they're motivated from an early age to to do whatever. So many factors that could be involved in someone succeeding in life or finding a, a job that they like or that they're happy with or being whatever measurement of success you want to measure. But for a lot of people, it's like, there's just like if if all these options are available, like why, why am I here? And it just, again, the, again, for so many reasons why there is so many different factors that could make someone successful. There are like even more that can make you not successful or even just not even just about success in general, but just, just feeling,
0: feeling stuck. Yeah. Or even just like, yeah. like mediocrity is just as bad as like failure almost. Too. For sure. I mean, like, and
3: it, it's even like you could, you could have done everything right. And you could have gone to college or university and you got a degree and you got a job or whatever, but you're still not happy. You're right. not you're not like and you're like, well fuck, like I, I I had all the options when I was younger. I could have taken something else. I could have taken a different choice, different path, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just think like it 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 adds a lot more stress on our psyche that we are so um the times are so good right now Right, because we we talk about this a lot too. That th- things are better now than they've ever been. Yeah, they're the best. Right? They've ever people been. are safer than they've ever been. Yeah. Uh you're more likely to live way longer. We have so much better health care, uh, and all these things. So why are people so miserable? Yeah, right. I just I I think that's like the biggest thing, or not the biggest thing, but definitely like a pretty <laughs> large contributing factor
0: is that there's just like so much freedom that we're just not accustomed to dealing with. You know. Mm. I think it's a lack of purpose and a lack of community and those are things that we've always had in society coming forward. Like, like you said, you, you knew what you were going to do. Like, maybe it sucked and you didn't want to be a farmer. Well, then go be a fucking soldier or something. Like, you did have options but they weren't as like, I'm going to be the king. Well, no, you're not. If you weren't born into the, they're likely not going to be a king. But like, now like, everybody's told that they could be the king though. Do you know what I mean? Like, like everybody has that potential if you work hard enough if you work hard enough you (laughs) can be the king like and that is a little bit of extra stress and at least when you were that farmer and you were just working away you had that farmer community you got you had your farmer bros you just like chilled out and what you were doing was directly contributing to the health and well-being of other people yeah And now, like, if you work a desk job, and you're just a paper pusher, and you really don't know, like, what you're, like, the job you're doing is actually contributing to this, like, company or whatever, that's probably one of the worst feelings that you could have, I imagine, like... But then you do your job for the money to do things that give you that... If you can, like, if you can, can, like, wrap your brain around that to be like, yes, I'm working this stupid job so I can do the things that I love, but even then, like... Like, having a purpose and, like, even feeling like you are contributing to something is, I think, very beneficial for the human psyche. Yeah. and You can find that in any job. You can. To some degree. Yeah. If you're willing to, like, dig around for... Like, I mean, I work, I work in a warehouse. I'm just a warehouse guy. I move fucking boxes all day and ship them out. But I feel like I'm contributing to this company because if I wasn't there I know they'd be fucked. And it's yeah. a smaller company so it's easier to feel like I'm yeah, contributing sure. yeah, to yeah. it. Yeah. If I was just another cog in the machine I would be miserable like yeah. but yeah, I don't know. Again, being a human is hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yeah, our society and like life is
3: getting more and more complex it seems. Mm. And moving faster than we can adapt to and I feel like our generation not to pull the millennial card again or you know maybe it's overdone but i really do feel like like we're caught in the middle of like a very strange transition strange like very new transition and there's a lot of adapting to do and we're kind of the the generation that has to struggle the most i think with that It's probably like the test generation exactly yeah well like happening on like the cusp right so there's a lot of like things are changing and when things change obviously mistakes are being made and we have to correct for that and that takes time and so our generation is the one that has to deal with all of that like read those repercussions and find a way to kind of navigate through it and the next generation or the generation after that is hopefully going to have an amazing time if like our generation can can figure it out you know <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah. so uh, i remain pretty positive for, oh, yeah. for for the most part i mean I don't know. I just, like, a lot of the shitty things going on are residual effects from from previous generations. And a lot of people have a pretty good, or like, I feel like we we just, we have a much better understanding of things going on that I, I remain somewhat optimistic or idealistic in the sense
0: that maybe we can pull through. I think so. I think, like, no matter what, like, humans will pull through. Yeah. I think we're designed to pull through. And I think if you look at history, we have always pulled through. I think what it takes, honestly, is we're so fucking individualistic. That's the word. (laughs) (laughs) Language. But we're also, like, we're so caught up in squabbling amongst ourselves but when shit really hits the fan people come together people come together yeah. and they're able to pull through mm. because now they have a purpose that they are commonly sure, working yeah, towards yeah. and I don't know if you've read that book Tribes by Sebastian Younger. We
3: talked about it on the last podcast yeah. actually. I never read the book but I listened to the, the podcast with him. Yeah.
0: And, yeah. yeah, it's 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 a, it's a good book. It's a short book. It's only 150 pages, but it just talks about that and how people say that they're the happiest they've ever been in natural disasters. Yeah. Or in war. Yeah. And it's just because they have that... Like, they're contributing. They have a purpose. And it's just like... And again, it's just... People will come together and forget all this bullshit that goes on. And I think all the bullshit that goes on is just a sign that times are fucking good, you know? Because we have the time and the energy to squabble about fucking petty, stupid shit. Yeah. Like... Which is, in turn, going to make society better. And that's the ultimate goal, I feel, is just the... The the striving for a utopian society, even though that is unattainable. Yeah. But yeah, a, a utopia is
3: definitely seemingly unachievable. Yeah. And that becomes more apparent, like the older you get, I think. But you could definitely the the best you could do is like strive as best you can to mitigate Sovereign. the amount of badness yeah. in the way your society is run. And, like, yeah, like, uh, politics, like, I pay attention to it because I know that it matters. But, like, it's so convoluted and there's so much garbage and, like, bullshit that it becomes very stressful. (laughs) I I get why, like, people get so angry with it because it's just, it's hard, too, because so many people think so differently. Yeah that we can never a hundred percent be on the same page. I think that's like the point of democracy is yeah, that you so, want those. Yeah, like, so you have to, you have to fight. You have to like not fight, but like you have to like, like constantly be discussing things and like, yeah. like finding the holes and figuring out how to fix them and like arguing about how to fix them.
0: Yeah. Like if if we just, if everybody was just a liberal or a leftist, we would live in this weird hug box society that was just running itself into the ground economically and if everybody was a fucking super conservative, we would be fighting everybody or, you know, or living in a society where, like, nobody mattered and it was all about, like, economic success and stuff like that. Mm. So I think you need both sides to argue so that we can end up somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And just, like, think about it less. Like,
3: yeah, getting rid of, like, that tribalistic mentality Yeah, of, like, I'm a liberal or I'm a conservative mm-hmm. or, like... And just like, yeah, like like getting rid of the the animosity towards the other and just be like, "Okay, I think this because this, and you think this because this, so like let's find the middle ground and be able to discuss things um, from an issue to issue basis without falling into camps, yeah. you know, but I say that, but like i I I see some value in um finding labels for things because it makes it easier to understand. I had this debate with with Jesse one time. Uh and it was we we're talking about metal, like the music. And uh he's like I don't get why it needs to be like viking folk metal. Why can't it just be like whatever? You know, like there's so many different subgenres of metal. Um which is valid like okay like metal is metal to some degree but like a bird is a bird to some degree you know but there's a difference between a blue jay and an eagle there's a difference between a blue jay and a robin right like they're similar they're similar birds or those like like an eagle and a hawk, or different types of eagles, right? Yeah. And for those different, for those little differences, you kind of need a different classification.
0: Yeah. I've had the same thought about genres of music. It's yeah. like about electronic music, but it's like there's so many genres. I'm like, oh, but like, how else are you gonna describe music? Exactly, because you,
3: yeah, you can you can hear two different like artists, yeah, and you could call them the same thing, but they're very distinct in their own ways, yeah. That like you can can't really call it the same genre because it like just doesn't really,
0: yeah. Exactly, like Iron Maiden and fucking Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. Like that's both metal or whatever, but then you also have Lamb of God and then you have fucking death metal, which yeah. is nothing like any of yeah. that shit. And it's just like you you do need these classifications for things. You need the words and we do need to label things. But I think the problem arises when you get hung up on those labels. Yeah, exactly. And you become yeah. like married to those yeah, labels. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think that probably applies a little bit less to politics than I originally, <laughs> when I first brought up, because there's really only the two camps, and then I guess maybe the subsects of the two camps, there I is. Guess. you got your left and your right, and then you got your, like, extreme
0: left, and you got your libertarians, and your libertarian left, and so, yeah, so yeah, I
3: guess it does apply to some degree. Alt-right, alt-left, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: centrists, yeah. classic liberals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: So, varying degrees, but then, yeah, they, they have the classifications for, for that reason, yeah. right? That, like... You can call someone a leftist, but a classical liberal is far different than like an extreme left person. Yeah. You know, like a left-leaning libertarian is even different from a classic liber classic liberal person, even though they're like very, very similar, right? Like yeah. there's just like nuanced differences. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's possible really to um completely take every issue on an individual basis and not align them into groups, because I think people are just we're just bound to do that mm. regardless because it's almost, I don't know how to classify or like organize information in any other way. Right. Like,
0: I think our brain is almost just designed to do shit like that. It is to design to like take things and classify and it's like, okay, this goes over here and this yeah. goes over here. And like, it's just how we're designed. Yeah. Um, obviously you can have nuanced opinions. Like you can be for, Uh, like gun control, but against abortion and stuff like that. Or I don't know if that that was a terrible example, I think, but (laughs) you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, yeah, like you can have, you you should base your political views on like a case by case basis. You know, it's just because you're a conservative, you shouldn't uh, like, um, conform to all conservative ideas if you don't actually believe in them. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I'm trying to say. Or yeah. the same with liberals, whatever. Yeah. Like, do some... Like, I, I get it. It's hard. It's hard to, like, think about all this shit. And it's easy to be like, I'm a liberal, so this is how I feel on this situation. Mm. Just I, don't do that. Have a fucking nuanced opinion on it. Think about it yourself. If you care about it, at least. If you don't, then just say, I don't give a fuck about this. Or I don't have an opinion yeah, on don't this. Have an opinion, like, yeah. just don't have an opinion because you're not helping anything.
3: Yeah. Uh, while we're on the topic of politics I uh, I went like I went to Cuba in the summer and it was interesting visiting a communist country Um, because last time I was on the podcast we talked about communism versus capitalism stuff and I've only ever really like read things about communism or like watched and like heard other people's views so I I felt I feel like it was interesting to actually go to a communist country uh, and see like how things pan out and um. Yes, yeah, definitely. Like for sure, capitalism is the better system. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just in in the fact that there there's variety and like y- you get real like service is good and stuff like that. Because uh, that, that was the biggest thing too. Is there's like one brand, and like, uh, like in the in the the like in we we went to Havana, which is like their capital city, and in the touristy areas, there's like you know, nicer restaurants and stuff like that. And even some, like, the small town, like, homebrew restaurants were really nice. But, like, the airport restaurant was a fucking, like, disaster. Some, like, 70-year-old man that was the waiter, and they didn't even have, like, a menu. They just, he just, like, kind of walked up to you, and he's like, we got this shitty sandwich, this shitty sandwich, this shitty sandwich, this shitty pizza, this shitty pizza. We got some pop. Like, what do you want? (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, the guy, like, he, he went, like, people would come and sit down. We, we sat down like when it was pretty much empty and then uh, he like went and served another table and a bunch of other people came in and he went and like served all the other people before us and stuff like that. And that kind of shit would never fly in our country, right? Because you run a business like that, you're going to go to business because there's going to be other businesses that will do it better. Sure. Um, and yeah, so like service is slow. People don't really care because there isn't really much incentive, but uh yeah, at the same time, like, people were pretty well, uh, definitely super healthy. Like, people looked, like, pretty fit for the most part. Everyone was well-educated. We did, like, a, a private, like, Jeep tour thing uh, around the countryside. Went to some farms and stuff. That I was I had a really cool experience. The guy was really nice, too. He, was, uh, he had a degree in economics. Uh, and that's the thing, too, is that, like, they have free education there. So, like, a lot of people have engineering degrees, doctorates. Uh, another guy we talked to for a long period of time, uh, was, uh, he had a psychology degree. He was interesting to talk to too, actually. Um, but they, the best place to work in is tourism. Cause that's like where they get most of their money. Uh, and everyone lives in these like little shanties and stuff like that. Uh, but they, they don't have any homeless people. Nobody's starving. Everybody's pretty fit. So in that sense, like it's good because in, in our society, like, we have way more wealth for the most part, but then we have this like kind of gross underbelly of like homeless, uh, like d- people that are just kind of forgotten and we kind of like, you know, like dehumanize them in a way, right? Because they're just kind of like, like dirty and they don't care and they're just kind of there and it's just like, it, it's almost like, like on a, on a wider scale, it's like this, uh, Embarrassing. We don't really talk about it. We're, like, kind of shoot them away in the corner and, like, look at our tall buildings and our prosperity and, like, that kind of stuff. So, I don't know. Maybe that's, like, not anything new. But for me, it was interesting to actually, like, see it in person. And, like, for the most part, people looked pretty happy. But at the same
0: time, like, yeah, they don't really have a lot of things. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's like the analogy I'm thinking of when you tell me that at least is like, um, when you are smoking a lot of weed, (laughs) (laughs) everything is just kind of it. like your emotions are just kind of static, you know, they're a flat line. Yeah. You're not getting the ups
3: and the downs. You're not getting the ups and the downs. Sure, they're sure. a
0: flat line. Yeah. and that's like seems what Cuba is like yeah, to me. Yeah, like, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. But like, you take go into maybe a capitalist society, and it's like when you don't smoke weed, and you're like, oh, this is shitty, but this is also really yeah. good. Do you know what I mean? Like, there was one
3: thing the the guy who had us, who is like a trained psychologist or whatever, um, said that I found really interesting. He was like he was talking about the uh, the Cuban embargo and how the embargo in the U.S. and how it's kind of crippled. Cuba's economy because, uh, I, I guess apparently if like a, um, one of those like freight ships that carry the crates, if it goes to Cuba directly from the U S to Cuba, it can't go back to the U S for three months. So it's really hard for them to get things. Um, but he's like, he's like in a way the Cubans almost embargo themselves because they don't really care. Um, and i mean the best you can do is just kind of like live for the tip money but then you're not getting the tip money and then you're not you're really if you're not in a job where you get tip money or whatever you just don't really care and put any effort yeah. into that so they kind of like screw themselves in a way uh i don't know i just thought that analogy was interesting
0: mm-hmm. yeah hmm. cool well uh, is it, there any final things that you guys would like to say I guess that's it. That's it. Cool. G, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show.
1: Sweet. Have a good time.
0: Dope. If you liked this episode of the podcast, why not leave a review? You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. For up-to-date information on the podcast, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can find us at Froggy Style Productions. That's Frog, the letter E, Style Productions. For more ways to support the show, visit fsproductions.ca.